welcome to the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow. Well, hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Switch Leader Podcast. My name is Josh Baldwin, and I am here with the Tommy Stegmeyer. Tommy, how are you doing today? I am great. I'm glad to be here with you, Josh, and on this podcast. So thank you so much for inviting me here. You bet. Well, dude, thanks for hanging out with us today and excited to get to hear some stuff from you. First, actually, I want to have you tell us a little bit about yourself. Like, what what campus are you from? How long you been with Life Church? What's your family look like? Share all of your deep, dark secrets. You, yeah, know, you we'll don't actually right. have to share those. But. <laughs> dive right into what's your deepest sin. That's that's a great, great place great. to start, right? Yeah. What's um, your sin nature, Tommy? No. All right. Yeah. Well, before we get into that, uh, my name is Tommy. I'm from Kansas City, Missouri, originally, but thankfully, I've had the opportunity to be at multiple campuses at Life Church over my five years on staff coming up. And uh, awesome. right now, we, me and my wife Lindsay, are at Life Church Omaha in Nebraska, and it's just perfect because it's close to my family in Kansas City, and then my wife is from Lincoln, Nebraska, and so we're just right next door to them. And so it has been amazing to see what God's doing in Omaha, and we're just thankful to be a part of it. I love it, dude. Shout out to the Omaha campus. You guys are awesome. Glad that you have loaned out your youth pastor to us for a bit here. Get to share some of his words of wisdom. So Tommy and I had talked a little bit before the podcast. And so I am aware of a leader, a switch leader who really has done something super cool. And so I'm going to let you kind of give a shout out to, to that switch leader real quick. Yeah, I would love to shout out, you know, Trace as one of our high school guy leaders and Trace. Yeah, Trace. Come on, Trace. Trace and a couple of his leaders, Robbie and Cohen, actually, they're all college students at the University of Nebraska in Lincoln, so UNL. And so they're in their senior year. They're all Navy ROTC officers. Like They're incredible switch leaders, very committed. And just a few weeks ago before Easter, Trace took his high school guys, which are, you know, primarily baseball players and seniors looking to go to college and he wanted to do something to to take this invite goal that we had set at switch and across our entire campus and really live it out in a really significant way so he took all of his college or all of those students to his college campus and to lincoln um, which is only 45 minutes away from omaha and they handed just over ten thousand invites across that city absolutely insane like one switch group handed out 10,000 invites. Like we could not believe it when we saw the pictures of them with a giant box handing out those invites. <laughs> that is so awesome. Okay. It was Trace and who else? Cohen and Robbie were also there. Yep. Trace, Cohen, and Robbie. You guys are awesome. Your students are, are awesome. We're thankful for you. Hey, I want to say this. The Bible says Jesus, you know, with the loaves and the fishes fed, fed 5,000 men. All right. <laughs> I'm just, now, I get that there were some women and children, and so the number was higher. But I, listen, I'm just saying, you guys handed out 10,000 invites. I'm not try- saying, like, are you trying to be better than Jesus? Like, I don't know what your goal was. <laughs> and I'm not saying, I'm not comparing you to Jesus. I'm just comparing you to how many people he feeds in one sitting. Okay, so well done. So thankful for you all. Man, I want to say this. To do something like that, if, it, can be, it can be uncomfortable to hand out invites. And sometimes people talk themselves out of doing it because it can be, and by uncomfortable, I just mean it's like, there's no way you have 10,000 friends, guys. I mean, you're probably the coolest guys at, at your university, but there's no way that you had 10,000 friends. So you had to be handing those things out to strangers. And 
that means you were willing to step out of your comfort zone. So thankful for people like you doing that. The, this is how we build the church. And so thank you for building the church. I can't imagine how many people walk through the doors of a church for the first time because you did that. And there will be names that you'll never know, but, but I promise you that there are people that will walk through the doors of the church and will find Jesus because you decided to go out of your comfort zone and you decided to do something that was going to require some time and commitment to make a difference. So we appreciate you all. Huge shout out to you. When I heard that story, I was like, yeah, bro, we're, we need to talk about that because that's where <laughs> it's at. All right. So, hey, we're going to get into our topic of the day and kind of what we're going to be talking about today is the idea around accountability. Now, when you hear that, you might just be thinking like, yeah, I have an accountability partner. They're great. Or you might be thinking accountability is uncomfortable. Like, I don't want to talk about accountability. That's not a fun topic. It means that somebody's telling me when I'm doing something wrong. Or it means when I see them doing something wrong, maybe I have to tell them. And that's just not, like, that doesn't sound like fun. I just want to play games at Switch. Like, I don't, <laughs> I don't want to have to hold people accountable. So I'm going to take it to even, you know, maybe another layer. And it's sometimes we're thinking about holding like our friends or our family accountable, but what about holding students accountable? What does it look like for us to do that well? So I asked Tommy to come and hang out with us on the podcast today because I think that he has a lot of wisdom and experience and how to help guide us through maybe just some ideas about how to do this well, maybe some best practices on here's what this could look like in your life. Keep in mind, sometimes we overthink things like accountability and we think, oh, it's going to be wildly uncomfortable. It's going to be just the worst. And I promise you, while sometimes there's a little discomfort you have to push through, the win is there, right? So there's, there's so much good to come from it. And if done right, it's probably not as scary as you think. So Tommy, I would love for you just to take it away and share a little bit with us. I think maybe even you got some stories or a story on maybe helping us see firsthand how this could play out. So share with us your wisdom, sir. Oh, well, I would love to talk about who doesn't love talking about accountability, right? Like this is the most, most engaging most and people. fun. <laughs> yeah. Most, <laughs> most people would say like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Sometimes I love to be held accountable. Sometimes I don't. And really holding our students accountable as a switch leader. That's one of the most like basic and primary things that's going to be a tool in your tool belt to help lead your student to become a fully devoted follower of Christ. Because there's going to be times when our student, they may have given their life to Christ, but they're still in process on learning. Like, what does it mean to actually live out God's will and God's purpose and plan for my life? And there are times when, you know, they're blissfully unaware of the areas of their life that they may need a little bit of course correction so that they can live a more God-honoring life. And so it really is a tool in the tool belt and something that can be nervous, but something that as you practice and learn that you should, you'll develop that skill and you'll get better at it. And, and through that, you're going to lead students better. And so I'd love to share a quick story of my wife, Lindsay. She's a switch group leader for a group oh, of Oh, that's another big girls. shout out right there. Shout out, Of Lindsay. all the shout outs we could give. Yeah. Yeah. She's there phenomenal. She's led switch groups for pretty much the entire time that we've been a part of Life Church, And so she just loves being one-on-one -on -one with the students. And so Lindsay's got a group of high school girls and this group of girls, they're all, they've all given their life to Christ within the last year. And so they're all fairly new in their, in their faith journey. 
And what Lindsay was noticing is they're having these basic conversations about what it even means to, to put their identity in Christ now that they've given their life to Christ, how to live that out within their behaviors and their actions and their habits. And so they've had lots of good conversations about that. But something that many of you guys are probably noticing too about your students is sometimes a student's life on social media doesn't always reflect the new life in Christ that they are, you know, that they are confessing, they're believing, and they're living out in person. And so Lindsay was trying to navigate as, you know, she's an introvert. She's the least confrontational person. She's the most people-pleasing person you'll ever meet. She's trying to navigate, okay, how do I have this conversation with my students about how they can better glorify God by what they post on social media? Because they, they weren't necessarily posting horrible things on social media, but they were posting photos from vacations. And it wasn't necessarily the the you know the post about a vacation but it was more the angle at which the photo was taken seemed to be more for attention and affirmation on their bodies and and things like that so she wanted to have this conversation but she wanted to make sure that it was in the right way because that can really be a can be a hard topic to step into and so she she was building relationships with these girls she's very she's meeting with them outside of switch occasionally like she's growing deep relationships with these students and then one week at Switch, as God had it, the girls themselves started bringing up that they didn't want to have their identity so wrapped up in their social media and how many likes they got. And so she just felt like, you know what, this is the right time. God has created this moment. Like I'm gonna, I'm gonna step out of my comfort zone and I'm gonna, I'm gonna speak life into this. And so she brought the topic up and she said, sometimes I see photos and I can tell that you might be seeking out attention in a way that you know that you don't desire. And she helped lead through that conversation so well. And all of the girls were like, you're absolutely right. Like we feel that way and we want to stop. And just like any unaccountability conversation, most of the crowd will probably be like, yeah, thank you for that. And then there will be some people that are a little bit more sensitive. And she had one student in her group that was the most recent person that posted something like that. And so she felt like, man, I'm being called out in front of all of my peers, like all of my friends, they're looking at me and she felt ashamed. And Lindsay knew that she could see that from her body language. And so after switch that week and for several times after that, she made it a point to go and talk to that student directly and let her know, like, you know, you know how much I love you. You know that I would never call you out in front of the group. This is not something that was just you. This is something that everyone struggles with. And so that's how she handled this accountability conversation. And I think there's so many um, different applications to the same process of having deep relationships so that you can have those conversations. And then on the backside, if you know that maybe that didn't settle well with somebody, have the reaffirming conversations of like, you know how much I love you. You know that wasn't meant to attack you. I care enough about you to bring this to light and to have this conversation. And so that's this. I've learned a ton from right. that. Lindsay's, you know, Lindsay's the one I look up to whenever it comes to those conversations. Well, I think that your what you're sharing here in the story, and hopefully other people are hearing this too. There's so many different angles to to the way that this needs to go. And so, first of all, I'm going to bet that she has seen some signs of this in her and the girls in her group for a little while. Like it's not like this just popped up this week. It's something that she's seen and has known. Okay, like 
there's, I'm seeing some things. It looks like there's some insecurity. It looks like they're trying to likely gain approval in a way that isn't healthy. And so I, I love that she didn't just jump on it immediately out of like, oh, I don't like this. I'm going to fix it because she recognized that there's, there's some important steps here. It's, it's not like we just go, oh, well that frustrates me. So I'm going to tell them it frustrates me. No, no, that's not, that's, that's not only is that not healthy, it's also completely ineffective. So if that's your, if that's your game plan and giving people feedback is like, well, when they do something, I just let them, I just let them have it. Like, no, that's, <laughs> there's better ways. Let's, let's, let's be smart about this and, and try to have a at least a little bit of a plan. And so can you wrap back around and help us understand what do you see as the difference there from obviously she didn't just go after it, but instead she took some time and waited. What do you think is the difference in the outcome because of the fact that she waited and what was she, what do you feel like she was waiting for? Oh, I think the, the outcome is, is huge. When you can invite your student in on their own development, when you can, when they're the one that points out the thing in their life that they want to change, and then you are just there to help them identify different areas of how that you see that play out. Now they're owning it. Like it's, they're helping themselves. They're, they're identifying things and they're fixing them and you are the guide and you're just helping them along. On the reverse, there will be some times that you do have to, to speak into a student's life and they're just not aware at all. And, and they, need, they need to become aware so that they can, you know, be helped in that way. Um, but if you can get your student to identify the thing like, you know, I wish that my life was not so wrapped up in how many likes I get on social media. If you can take that and then help direct it towards another area of how you've seen that play out, like, what she saw in her group is they they accepted it like unanimously. Mm -hmm. They're like, you are right. Like, and they went through and they went through their social media and they chose to delete different photos that they didn't feel like were honoring God anymore. And now whenever they wow. post, they're a lot more wise about what they do post. And we've seen a, a drastic difference in it. And so I think the results That's were awesome. huge. That's awesome. I I love I love that she waited until the message was, you know, like, I think there was a, you had mentioned there was a message, the message that week just happened to be on this topic. And it was like one of those seize the moments opportunities where it went, okay, God's, God's lined things up for me. This is the right time. This isn't my time. This is the right time. And in the right time for those girls, right? Like not the most convenient time for your wife. That's not, that's not what she was looking for. It's no, what's the right time for the girls that I'm trying to lead? And then you also mentioned being a guide. I think as adults, a lot of times we can think, hey, my job in this relationship and in accountability is to help you fix the problem. When in reality, my job is to guide you to see the problem. And then you learn how to fix it, right? Like I can't make you take those pictures down. I can't make you post things differently. All, all that I really can do is make you aware of, of, of any type of lack of health that I'm seeing. And then I can maybe make you aware of a healthier way to do it. But from there, it has to be yours. And I'm your support and I'm your guide. And that's all accountability is. It's I Accountability partners are people that care about you. It's people that care enough about the outcome of your life in a given situation that they're able to step into something uncomfortable. Like that's, that's what an accountability partner does. And that's what us as small group leaders, we're, we're leaders, we're mentors, 
we're, we're guides, we're accountability partners. That's a part of what we do. We, we help hold them accountable uh, when we see opportunities to do so, but we have to build a relationship first. If your wife saw that happen on some girl's post that she barely knew, it would be a completely ineffective conversation for her to walk up and say something to that kid. It wouldn't work because she doesn't have any equity. They don't, there's no trust yet. There's no, you know, there's no, no effort that's been put into the relationship. The effort has to be put in there first. And so the next thing I wanted to circle back, circle around to is in what other relationships and what we can even just look at switch for now, still in switch. How else do you see this topic lining up with what, what I would say is a part of our responsibility as leaders in switch. And I, and just yeah. so you know, I want to say this too. I tell all of my leaders you are pastors to students. That's what you are. So you are pastors and you step into switch to lead. It says a leader on your back. It doesn't say volunteer. It says leader because you have been given a platform and, and equity to, to lead and to speak into other people's lives. So you're a pastor. So now with that new title and that new found authority and responsibility, where else do you see this playing out? Yeah, I love, I love that, that our leaders are not just volunteers, but they're empowered to, to actually lead and to pastor their students and pastor each other well. And that's really what I'd like to touch on is, is no leader at any campus is on their own. No one has been said like, here's your shirt. Here's where you check in. Now, good luck. You find students to, to lead well. Everyone's on a, on a team. Almost every single switch group leader has a co-leader. They're on a team of leaders. They're, they're surrounded by people. And that accountability conversation is just as essential within those relationships as well. I mean, the Bible talks about as iron sharpens iron, like as you and your co-leader are leading together, I know at my campus and likely every campus, the co-leader relationship is one of the strongest relationships at Switch. Like you and your co-leader talk to each other about your students and where they need to grow and, and what's going on in their lives. And that, that bond grows so tight that that should be a healthy place for you for co-leaders to be able to come to each other within the context of relationship and add a layer of accountability. Because, I mean, just Pastor Craig on the weekend talks about the levels of accountability that he has in his life. And so if our, if our senior pastor, if Pastor Craig is building in all these layers of accountability, then all of us need to do that. I mean, that's right. part of being a, in a God-honoring role and living a God-honoring life is you know, don't wait for something to happen, but put place, things in place and people in place in your life to hold you accountable so that you don't fall into temptations or you're not accidentally living out something that may not be honoring God or leading students well in the best way. And so I've seen that yep. play out well between leaders being able to hold each other accountable. I've seen some leaders that are new and will have an, an existing leader who's been around for a long time and they may see something and the best thing that they could do because they don't have the relationship is they've come and told me as the youth pastor and then i've had the opportunity to have that relational equity to hold you know help hold the leader accountable to something in a really healthy way and it's not like oh the, you know we're gonna throw them out if they don't right. <laughs> No, it's, it's right. god honoring relationships where we're all getting better and i right. i'm pray that I have a team full of leaders that feel like that if they saw something in me, on my social media, in my life, that they would feel safe and comfortable coming to me and saying, hey, I see this and, and I don't know if this is the way that you want this to, to live out. I don't know if this is as God honoring as you know it is. 
And I just pray that my leaders would feel safe to do that because we should all feel that way. You bet. And I think what it comes down to is people, crucial conversations and accountability gets a bad rap because, and it gets a bad rap because sometimes people don't do it well or with the right heart, but done well and with the right heart means that I am giving you accountability because I love you. It means that I am trying to help you see something that I see because I love you enough to care. Because if I didn't love you, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be wasting my time on this, right? Like this would be an ex, this would be more work, but I do care. And so because of that, I'm, I'm helping hold you accountable. So we have to love each other, love people enough to help them win and, and help, you know, help them be able to continue to move forward. You're right about the co-leader thing. Those, you should be tight with your co-leader. They should be somebody that you, you actually, you work on that relationship. That's a, that's a relationship you should be investing energy into because it matters. It's really, really important. And so Tommy, as we're kind of wrapping up, is there anything final that you'd like to share with our team or with our leaders that are listening? Yeah, I think the last thing that I would like to leave with is as you're having these accountability conversations, don't be afraid to, to say what you're feeling and thinking out loud. If you're feeling like I'm having this conversation because I love you and because I care for you, don't be like, make sure you say that to them. Make sure you're telling the person you're having that conversation, like, and I, I care for you. I like, right. this may be uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable for me a little bit too, but it's because I love you and because I, I see the best in you. That, those saying that out loud, it makes a big difference. Absolutely. Clarity and communication sh should be a really important part of the role that we feel is on us. And so we need to, we need to do that well. Hey guys, we love what's happening in Switch right now. We love the stories we're getting to hear. We love the work that you are putting in. We love the sacrifices that you're making for this mission. I know that when I look at what leaders have done, gosh, I've been through a lot this, of stuff that's kept me away from Switch, some health stuff as of late. And I have had people step in and lead our ministry in a way that has been inspiring and hard for me to wrap my head around. And I know that that is happening all over, that we have leaders that are going, I love this place. I love what God's doing through this ministry. And because of that, I'm willing to sacrifice for it. I work on a full-time job, I'm busy, and I am willing still to give it all, to give everything I've got left, to pour into what God is doing in the lives of people in our church, the lives of students and leaders alike. And so for those of you um, that are doing that and and just all of you that are that are really continuing to contribute, we love you and we're grateful for you. As always, thank you for joining us on the Switch Leader Podcast, where we decide today the leader we will be tomorrow.